Hello and welcome, listeners, to the Radio Vault Mystery Theater. I am tonight's Keeper of the Vault. The howling wind blowing in the hot midday sun brings to mind thoughts of rolling tumbleweed through a parched land. If you listen very carefully, it also whispers secrets better left untold. Tonight, our story is a man and his horse. Act 1 Dylan Mardock plowed forward in the sand in what seemed to be the most desolate land he thought could possibly exist on Earth. Nearest he could tell, he had wandered somewhere in the northwest corner of the New Mexico Territory near the California border. He thought about how excited he and his bride were when they set out to make a fortune. That was over a year ago, and now things were very different. Dylan talked to himself as he rode his horse gun-shy. Well, old gun-shy, maybe we'll find some water over that next ridge. Hell, if we're lucky, we might even find a tuft of grass for you to nibble on. Rations from the last town are running low, and who knows when the next town will show up. <laughs> well, there you go. Somebody eats, and somebody dies. Great news for the hawk, bad news for the mouse. <sighs> Gunshot, old boy, I keep having nightmares about that night. The sun might be baking my brain. Sometimes I think I can hear calling me when the wind blows just right. <laughs> I know, I know. We've been riding for a while. Let's take a break. Still no shade in sight, but we gotta take a break. Dylan and Gunshy stopped to take a break as the sun beats down on them. Dylan feeds Gunshy from a bag of grain from their last stop in a town. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take it easy on that boy. This gotta last a while. We don't know when we're gonna come up on another town and get some feed. <laughs> Good luck finding any grass in this godforsaken part of the earth. Dylan, that horse needs to eat. Leave him be. <laughs> that there is something I don't miss about you, Sadie. I do miss your soft touch and your gentle smile. <laughs> Open your eyes, Dylan. I'm right here. And I always will be. Oh. <laughs> I wish that were true. I know now that the only thing out here is just a man and his horse. I'm glad he's gun-shy, though. Because he ran away when that first shot rang out, and they couldn't catch him. Well, it didn't do me much good, now did it? He done me a lot of good. Brung me this far now, didn't he? <laughs> well, he's a mighty right at that. Might even keep him for myself. <laughs>
Damn it, Clem. Go get him. This guy ain't got much money. But he got some merchandise we can sell. What? I say, Sadie. No. No, I... I can't get that out of my mind. Dummy. Dummy, it's over. It's over. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Best forget and move on. Yeah, shh, shh, yeah, yeah. I see him, I see him. It's just a damn coyote. It's looking for a meal like us. Hell, if we stare at it just long enough, maybe... Maybe he'll lead us to some water. Why would I do that? The sooner you die, the sooner my pups and I can eat. Ain't that something? <laughs> now, I'm starting to see and hear things that ain't happening. Indeed, the midday sun had taken its toll on Dylan. He didn't realize he was now hallucinating. Side effect of dehydration if they didn't find water soon they would be in grave danger. As the sun set, Dylan found some dried-out pieces of cactus and shreds of what used to be grass and some pieces of wood and built a fire as the chill fell over the land. You coward. Jeez, a man has to eat. You take too long to snare a rabbit. I had to shoot it. Oh, he'll come back. He'll come back, he'll come back. He always, he always comes back. I wish I was there to pick that rabbit for you. You're such an awful cook. <laughs> there you go, whispering in my ear again, Sadie. What's this about my cooking being awful? Since I've been wandering around here... I've become a pretty good cook. I can cook all kinds of critters now. I, I, sh I sure can. I sure can. I miss you. I don't believe you have any time to feel sorry for yourself. You need to take care of that horse. He's all you've got now. I reckon you're right, darling. Gun shy old boy over here. <laughs> Easy, boy. That's it. No more shooting tonight. Get some of this grain in your belly and some rabbit in me and we'll get some shut-eye. Dylan and Gunshy settled in for the night. Dylan thought about the dream he and Sadie had had as he closed his eyes and fell asleep. The thoughts of a cool breeze blowing through his hair occupied his weary mind. <laughs> I'm so glad we made a decision to come west. It's so beautiful out here. <laughs> I mind enough silver those mountains. We'll never have to worry about anything again. I love it here. I don't ever want to leave, Jim. This is where we could raise our family. 
Well, hey, that is all right by me, my darling. Let us buy a piece of land here, and I'll build you a castle to live in. Oh, Dylan, I don't need a castle. Just a nice home to raise our children. A castle will cost too much. Darling, that mine up in the mountain ain't dried up yet. I still own the claim, and I can mine it for as long as I want. And you'll have more money than any queen of any castle needed. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what is that bright light? Uh, I don't know, darling. <laughs> I feel the wind getting hot. <laughs> Gunshot! Where are you, boy? You're right, old boy. We gotta get moving. That sun's gonna get real hot. Real soon. Ugh. Ugh. It did interrupt a pretty nice dream. Not many of those anymore. It'd be nice to talk to another person. <laughs> Not that you aren't good company, I mean. Just talking to you. Talking to you is its own kind of nice. He's a damn sissy. I wish I could talk to somebody. No wonder you couldn't keep your woman safe. You ain't much of a man now, are you? And then... They're about my imaginary friends. Can't say that they're company. They just keep reminding me of how little I knew when I started this journey. <laughs> I know. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. <laughs> hey, uh, it looks like some trees in the distance. Maybe we got some good luck finally. <sighs> Damn. Looks like this family didn't have such good luck. And they were so close. Maybe the outlaws got them too. Oh well. well there's only one decent thing left to do. Dylan buried the skeletal remains of what used to be a family that was apparently pursuing the same dream he and Sadie had been pursuing. End of Act 1 And now, Act 2. Gunshy and Dylan plod through the sand heading toward the palm trees where they are certain they will be able to find some water and maybe even food that they so desperately need. Dylan's voice has gone dry and gruff as he talks to Gunshy. <laughs> well, old boy, I could almost taste of fresh water going down my gullet <clears throat> as I speak. 
We're almost out of food water. Well, 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 what have we here? A man and his horse trying to get some of my bounty. <coughs> the way I see it, mister, if I don't get that water and find some food soon, I'm gonna be dead anyway. So you do what you're needing to do, or you just get out of my way. <laughs> now that's the kind of pissing vinegar you should have had when I was slapping your woman around. Don't listen to him, Dylan. He thought you were dead. There was nothing you could have done. You couldn't even move. You're lucky to be alive. Lucky? <laughs> After all I've been through. If I died and went to hell, I might be better off. Don't say that, Dylan. I'm waiting here in heaven for you. I can't go to hell and get you either. <laughs> I love you, Sadie. And I miss you. I love you. I miss you. Mister, who could lie there and play dead and listen to what I did to her? You're going to hell. Ain't gonna be no reuniting in heaven. I will say, you did a good job pretending, cause I thought you was dead. <laughs> I thought I was dead. Nothing could have been worse. To lie in the dirt and listen without being able to move. Keep saying that to yourself, coward. <laughs> I am a coward. A real man could have saved his wife. Was I so scared I couldn't move? Or did that knock on my head really slow me so bad that I couldn't reach for my gun and kill him? When the lights came back on, it was you and me and Sadie's dead body. <laughs> the there ain't no use blubbering about it now. Dry it up and be a man. You know what? I'll tell you for sure, Gunshy. If I ever see him again, and I have a drop of blood left in me, I'll kill him where he stands. I don't even care anymore. If God sees fit to send me to hell for doing it. Don't even think that, Mr. Mardock. God has seen it to you that you are alive for a reason. You should be counting your blessings. More maledictions than blessings. Dylan and Gunshy kept moving toward the oasis that they could see. Their bodies were so worn out from the grueling journey they were on. Surely the desert that lay in front would be ending soon. But for now, moving forward was all they could do. I know what you mean, boy. That patch of trees seemed a lot closer. When we first saw it, the voices in my head they keep coming back. I think the sun is baking my brain. Get a swig of water as soon as we get to that <laughs> that patch of trees. I fill up. Let's get there, boy. Yeah. 
Gunshy and Dylan stood in front of a small area with trees. Dylan realized he was hallucinating again. Dylan patted the side of Gunshy's neck and sat up in the saddle. Well, old boy, looks like we made it. Whew. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Look, look, my friend. There is some nice, juicy grass for you. <coughs> Let's see if we can find some water. Ain't no water here, you fool. It's all in your head. You're gonna die. I don't have to waste any bullets. You underestimated me before. You're underestimating me again. That's why you'll never get the best of me. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna get out of this and get what I set out to get a year ago. You mean we set out to get? I'm so sorry, my love. You are correct. I meant we. Shut up, bitch. You're dead. <laughs> You mean we are dead. <laughs> what? What did you just say? End of Act Two. Now, a word from our sponsor. Howdy, buckaroos. My name's Big Jim McBob. Seems like folks are always asking me to speechify on things. So to help them out, here's Big Jim McBob's Cowboy Musings. There was a time, way back when when things were different. Now, many things these days are still the same, but an old cow hand like me can still tell you a thing or three about the stuff that matters most. I'm sure we've all thought about important thoughts, thoughts that hold a special place in our hearts, minds, and souls. Just talking about those thoughts makes me think about them now. But the day is coming when the sun shines on your backside and a cool breeze from the mountains tells you that it's time for all of us to do something. Now don't get me wrong, I'm just as likely as the next woman to let an armadillo in on a rainy evening in July, but even I have my limits. Just like a popsicle melts in a busted freezer and stars come out at night, except when it's cloudy, there's a feeling that will creep up on you sure as a bull moose knows his own antlers. And it's that feeling that we've all felt that feels right when we're feeling fine. I guess that's pert near all of a hankering to speak at you right now. Good night. And now, Act Three. Dylan sat stunned. Was he too late? Had the hallucinations taken over? Had the elements taken over? Had he lost his mind? Dylan turned to the only thing left in his life that grounded him. Gunshy. 
Looks like I made it here in time. Or not. Let me see what can be eaten around here. And I think if I take off some of the stickers, I could eat some of these here cactuses. Uh, I'll just eat some now. I wonder how these things taste. Should I cook them? They, they kind of look like a cross between a pincushion and a pear. But I, I guess beggars can't be choosers, right? I'll just clear off these here needles and, uh... I'll have a bite. Oh! It's delicious! Oh! Oh, so full of juice. Oh, yes. This will hold me over, but I need some some meat. Okay, I, I saw a hole in the ground over there. Look, Looks like some kind of critter made it. I think I'll make a little snare. See if I can catch some food. Gunshot, I think we're going to bed down here for the night. Maybe rest for a few days. Lord knows we've earned it. Dylan laid down to rest as a hot wind blew on a sultry spring night. Dylan tossed and turned, while Gunshy stood by, alert to all the surroundings. With a full belly and totally exhausted, Dylan finally slept deeply and started to dream about better times. Sadie, Lauren, Weston. Will you be my wife? Will you be my Mrs. Mardock? Yes, yes, I will. I will be with you forever, Dylan Mardock. I want to give you a good laugh, Sadie. We struggle so much here. We can go west. They have found gold in California. Dylan, we do just fine. What do you know about gold? You work in a textile mill. Sadie, I've been reading, and you're right. I don't know much about gold, but I do know some about silver. What do you know about silver, Dylan? Well, to tell you the truth, not much more than I know about gold, but I do know that while everybody's chasing after gold, I can go for silver. I even know that silver ain't as much as gold. Why would you go for silver? Because there's more of it, unless folks are looking for it. There's tons of it. In the, in the northern New Mexico Territory and in Southern California. I'm just afraid, Dylan. We do okay here. Can't we just live a normal life? Sadie, my love, you are so much more than normal. You deserve so much more, and I need to give it to you. Well, a woman should stand by a man's way. But how are we going to afford going? Well, I saved up some money already. And when we sell the house, we should have enough to buy what we need and still have enough left over to live for about a year and a half. I, I bought a claim from this fella. Has a map and everything right here. Then why didn't he go get it? He's an old-timer. And he said his health ain't good enough to make the trip. Besides, we agreed he gets 10% of the take. But Dylan, honey, you ain't got a wagon, a team of horses to pull it or digging tools. Bought it all from the old-timer. <laughs> Even bought an extra horse for a spare. I, I, well, the extra horse is kind of jittery, though. Yeah. I named him Gunshy. 
Dylan was awakened by the sounds of coyotes howling. He was gripping his compass. He glanced at it momentarily, then dropped it and grabbed his gun. Sometimes I admire you, boy, being able to sleep standing up. They might be on to something. <laughs> you still don't get it, do you? Damn. Maybe that cactus was poisoned. I'm starting to hear those voices again. Oh, there you are, gunshot. I knew you wouldn't stay away too long. I'm sorry about the gunshot. I was just trying to protect you. Hey, stupid. <laughs> Look around and tell me what you see. I see uh, palm trees cactus, a little patch of grass, and a little pool of water. <laughs> Wipe your eyes and kiss again. Amazing what the mind can do. Like hearing voices that ain't really there. And seeing things that aren't there. Eating things that ain't there. Drinking water that's not there. Oh, Dylan, my love, the time has come. I'm so sorry you didn't make it. I can still make it. I have food and water. Gunshy has returned. We should be moving along. You are a real dummy. Take a look around you again. <laughs> no! Gunshy! What happened to the palm trees? <laughs> Where's the grass? That's oh, all gone. Sand. Oh, looky there. Who's the one stretched out in the sun next to its dead holes? No! Sometimes things aren't what they seem to be. Sometimes chasing a dream can lead to disaster. But there is one thing for sure. Sure. When the hot sands blow through Death Valley, if you look very closely, you'll see the silhouette of Dylan and Gunshy, still wandering, still looking for silver. Just a man and his horse. A Man and His Horse is a production by Troop of Lost Souls Entertainment and Film Syndicate. Produced by Rick L. Baker, Anthony Stapiello, and Trevor Bates. Written by Charlie Mitchell. Directed by Rick L. Baker. Graphic design by Destiny Lions. Sound effects and video posts by Trevor Bates. Commercials by Joe J. Thomas. Starring the amazing vocal talents of 
T.C. DeWitt as Dylan Marduk, Stephanie Warren as Sadie Marduk, Trevor Bates as Outlaw, Anne-Marie Krahulik as the Coyote, I am J. Anthony McCarthy, tonight's Keeper of the Vault. Remember, check out our link tree to give you access to all our social media. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash T-R-O-U-P-E-O-F-L-O-S-T-S-O-U-L-S. That's all spelled out for you. So now make sure to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You don't want to miss the nightmares now, do you? Check us out and listen to them all, if you dare. Ha, 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 ha.